0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is, according to Callus. this is a special report. Earlier this week, I played interviewer of sorts during one of our local club meetings. One of the gentlemen with us was a gentleman by the name of Troy Anthony Smocks. Now, I've been made aware prior to our meeting that um, he has an interesting background. And before I get into that, let me just say, as with everything in conservative uh, circles, there are a whole lot of grifters, people that come in, they tell a good story. Uh, They're usually looking for money or notoriety. They want to get onto the next gig, maybe line their pockets, maybe build up a brand. So you never know what you're going to get. You never can be 100% sure of what you see. All you can do is hear these people out and if they tell you something that you know that's obviously BS, you call them on it if given the opportunity or you simply just don't invite them back or you may find that, well... I believe what they're saying may be accurate but there's some definite inconsistencies there's some definite problems there's some underlying concerns that I just can't ignore but you let them talk anyway and you let the public figure it out the problem is as a as a leader or as a uh, group you have a certain responsibility to vet people out and kind of get to know a little bit about them before you put them in front of them because that gives the appearance of an endorsement that, that tells your people that you agree with or support this person and what they're doing and saying. That can be challenging. And you're put in the fine line of we believe everything this person's saying, we endorse them and you should come and listen to them and trust them. Or bringing them in and having a very adversarial conversation, perhaps even a fight or an argument, and everybody missing what was said. And that's a challenge. How do you do this? Now, I've had people that came in that had a good reputation and were solid, but I didn't agree with either some of their premises or their conclusions. I've I've talked to many a person that I disagree with politically or philosophically, but that's not an issue. I didn't put them in front of a group of people. I didn't give the appearance of an endorsement. So we tried to walk the line where we said, we're going to let you listen to this. We're going to let you hear this story, and you can make the determination whether or not you believe it. But one of the things that we didn't really do, and I'm not sure, I kind of still have mixed feelings about it, We didn't lay out all the evidence to suggest that maybe all is not as it appears. One, because, again, you don't necessarily want to have an adversarial confrontation. Two, you want to give the person an opportunity to speak their mind. And three, we had another person with him. And this person doesn't have the credibility gap. This person appears to be on the complete up and up. And other than putting out a website where they have tons of videos, he wasn't selling anything either. So, I put this together. I have most of this recorded. I'm going to make this available to anybody that's interested because apparently Mr. Smocks has made a lot of wild, that's not my word, other people would, had described it as, accusations or assertions or uh, padded his resume, if you will. Okay. Uh, I don't know about all of that. None of that was brought up in my presence and it was not part of the presentation. So let me go over the brief takeaways that I had from the presentation between himself and Mr. Summerall. One, the government abused its power. The government is still abusing its power. How do we know this? Well, they arrested a bunch of people and have kept a good number of them in solitary confinement for no charges or the most severe charge that is legitimate would be trespassing. Now, they've made up a bunch of charges, but they haven't actually put these people before a grand jury or given them an opportunity to build a defense. And in some cases, these people haven't seen anybody for a year. That's abuse of power. That's a big problem. I'm overlooking the entirety of the mess that was the 2020 election. I'm overlooking the controversy and the constitutionality of what played out from November until January. I'm just looking at the after effects from our government at the federal level and what they've done to We the People. The people that actually went there for a protest or a rally. Some would call it what happened a riot. I, I would say perhaps I would align with the idea that it was a rally that maybe got a little out of hand at times with parts of it. When you have more than a million people present, you can have a thousand people on one side doing something stupid and the other 999,000 that have done nothing. quote-unquote, mostly peaceful protest, right? So they both talked about that. Uh, David Summerall references the ideas that there were four murders. Well, four people did die. There is video evidence to suggest that at least three of them were preventable. They didn't have to die. But the actions of government caused them to die, perhaps for narrative, perhaps for other motives. We don't really know. And that didn't even really talk about the idea of Ashley Babbitt that was executed by somebody that fired a gun without even seeing what he was firing at. Yet that person walks around scot-free with no negative consequence. But yes, that's one of the four murders that happened that day. Now, all that is available on the guy's website. And if you are at our meeting, you know what it is. But otherwise, you could go Google Google, or, if you prefer, using Brave or uh, Yahoo or whatever, your Vista. How about that? Your search engine, DuckDuckGo of preference and go look up Troy Smocks and David Summerall. So, again, now that I've laid that out, then Mr. Smocks talked about the problems with the Patriot Act. Everything that he said about the Patriot Act, while I might quibble on some of the details or how he defined things, was clearly within the realm of, yeah, we agree, that's bad, this is why it's bad. So I don't really have an issue with that either. There are some definite abuses of power, some overreach that all came out of the Patriot Act. And the sad thing is, is 21 years ago, I warned anybody that would listen to me that this was a bad idea. And here we are 21 years later and we're seeing how it is being used and abused against the people that it was never supposed to be used against. The whole idea of a FISA court, the F in FISA stands for foreign, yet that's not how it's being used now. So if we are to believe Mr. Smocks, he spent about a year in some form of solitary confinement and only through some... Let's call it lawyerly jujitsu. He was able to get a plea bargain to get himself out of jail. Yet there are still an undisclosed number of people. Now I've heard different numbers. I've heard 59, 67. It doesn't matter if it's more than one. It's a problem. And even one is a problem, but it's a huge problem when you've got dozens of people locked up, most in solitary confinement, not being able to see a lawyer, not getting proper representation, not even really being thoroughly charged. And these are American citizens that did nothing more than go someplace that they probably ought not have gone, even though they were technically invited in by the very people that were supposed to be telling them, don't come in. But none of that's talked about. So one wonders what exactly is going on and whether or not these people deserve what's happening. Well, the answer is no, they don't deserve it because they have been convicted of nothing. We don't punish people that haven't been convicted, at least not in the republic that I signed an oath to, or better yet, swore an oath to protect via the constitution that I was upholding. But here we are. So now for full disclosure, this has been provided to me, so I won't even stipulate to the absolute truth of this paper, but for full disclosure, we're going to read through it. The guy lives in Dallas. He's used several aliases, including Tony Perez, Tony Sanders, Kenneth Harris, Vincent Shelton. His parlor account is Colonel T. Perez or Colonel at Colonel 007, although he's not a colonel in any military or law enforcement organization. Okay, so let's take a moment to dwell on this. People use different logins for social media all the time. That in and of itself, not a problem. The aliases, depending on what the purpose was and what was going on, that's uh, forgivable something maybe you look overlooked. But if there's criminal intent and criminal behavior attached to said aliases, that's another thing altogether. Also, It says he's not a colonel in the military or law enforcement, but here we go. We're asking government to confirm whether or not somebody was in government who has potentially made government look bad. And government has a long track record of disavowing or lying about people to get the results that they want. So I'm not sure I'm willing to buy that one way or the other. So just call me dubious. Now, we'll say that the, gen- the gentleman, Troy, did use lug, or I'm sorry, I'm, I want to make sure I use the correct term. He spoke with proper military jargon to several people. Now, though, several people might have different interpretations of what proper military jargon is, and knowing something or wa- talking the talk doesn't equate to walking the walk. So I can't speak to that one way or the other. So what can I speak to? Okay, so on May 17th in 2000, he was arrested for impersonating a public servant and was booked into Collin County Jail in Collin County, Texas. He was released on July 28th, 2000 with a $10,000 bond. Okay, so it doesn't say he was convicted of anything. So that means nothing. We've got uh, my new Texas house rep that was essentially arrested for impersonating a public servant and he's been convicted of nothing. So an arrest doesn't mean anything of, in and of itself. It is a little odd, but it's 22 years later and if we don't have a resolution a resolution that's listed here, again, I'm a little concerned. However, in 2006, he was arrested for I'm sorry. While serving for a 34 year sentence for stealing forgery in Missouri, USA, he was convicted for creating a false identity and bank fraud for forging documents, including a pilot's license, social security card and an armed forces ID card. Okay. well, now this is a little concerning, but let's back up. 2006, he's serving a sentence. Okay. so he's serving that 34 year sentence in 2006. So from year 2000, when he was arrested in Collin County, he got apparently mm, serving a 34-year sentence in 06. So what happened in those six years? What happened with the arrest in Collin County? And if he had a 34-year sentence and it's 2022 and he's been out for some time, how does that happen? Because we know he was out at least in 2021 and then in 2010, He sued the federal government, challenging the constitutionality of anti-terrorism, and he named Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi, and Harry Reid as defendants. Okay, so did he sue the federal government while he was serving prison term in Missouri, or was he somewhere else when he did this? Inquiring minds want to know, is it possible that we have more than one Troy Anthony Smocks or these various aliases that are getting confused and conflated here. I don't know, but it's rather interesting. So then we go from 2010 all the way up to 2021. Now this is where we know, I'm going to put my scare quotes up. We know he traveled from Texas to Washington DC by plane on January 5th. And on January 6th, the Donald Trump supporters breached the U S Capitol building. Well, okay. Um, But on that same day, he wrote on parlor, We, the Patriots, by the millions, have arrived in Washington, D.C., carrying banners of support for the greatest president the world has ever known. But if we must, many of us will return January 19, 2021, carrying our weapons in support of our nation's resolve, which we'll never forget. We'll come in numbers that no standing army or police agency can match. However, the police are not our enemy unless they choose to be. All who stand with the American Patriots or cannot stand with us then, that would be a good time for you to take a few vacation days, the American patriot. Okay, well, I would call that inflammatory, perhaps stupid to, to put something like that out. But I don't know if I'd necessarily call that a threat. Whatever. And then again, on January 7th, 2021, he went back to Washington, D.C. from Texas. So, did he fly back on the 6th? Then f- I'm confused. On that same day, he wrote on parlor. so over the next 24 hours, let's say, get our personal affairs in order, prepare our weapons, then let's go get them. Let's hunt down these cowards like the traitors that they are. That includes rhinos, dems, and tech ag- execs. And now we have the green light. All of us who resist the U.S. enemies of our constitution must be treated as such. Today, the cowards we ran took the capital, and they have it back now only because we left. It wasn't the building that we wanted. It was them. Okay, again... Why in the world would you put something like that on social media, even if you meant it? I would like to say that it sounds a lot like hyperbole. I'm still not sure how the guy flew into D.C. on the 5th, then flew back to Texas on the 6th, then flew. I'm I, Oh, so I'm saying he went from D.C. back to Texas on the 7th. So he was there for two days. OK, that makes sense. Sorry. And uh, then they put out a criminal complaint against him and he made a flight reservation to depart the U S to a foreign country on the morning of January 15th, 2020. Well, that's a year earlier. So I'm not sure if that was supposed to be 2021 or not. Um, and then January 15th, 2021, he was charged with knowingly and willingly transmitted threats in interstate commerce. Well, I'm not sure how that's interstate commerce, but I'm sure the feds have found a reasonable excuse to charge somebody with something. Um, there's no specific threat here, not any, any person's named, so I'm not really sure how that holds water because we have leftists threatening everybody all the time and none of them get locked up in solitary confinement for a year. And apparently he was arrested on the 15th of January in 2021 and he was 58 years old. So this little fact sheet, which now that I kind of made a little sense of it while I was reading, and I guess I probably should have reread it before I went over it on live on the air. But none of, none of what happened in 2021 is necessarily negated about some of the things that happened in 2010 or 2000. Unless of course you're trying to say that there is a a successive amount of bad actions on part of him, which, okay, fine. Maybe, but twice in 20 years Maybe a stretch Now What do I think I think Personally I, I'm not sold I'm not sold that he is who he says he is I'm not sold that You know his military record Is what he said it is I, I'm not sold on any of it Does that mean that I don't believe him no, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I I know the government is very crafty at making things disappear or creating things out of thin air. So anything's possible. What's probable? Again, there are lots of grifters in our space, right? To borrow their term, this space. Um, maybe he is, maybe he's not. David Summerall believes him. David Summerall apparently met him when he was serving time. That would seem to lead credence. I have no issue with anything that Mr. Summerall said. It seems very relevant. It's everything that was said relating to the abuse of power and the overreach. I agree with all of it. I don't know that this guy is the best person to transmit that message. I don't know that he has enough credibility to pull it off because people that do a background check and look into these things They're going to raise their eyes, they're going to roll their eyes I know for a fact there are several clubs that refuse to let these guys talk Because of what is potentially padding of the resume I've known many people that served that maybe fluff up what they did or didn't do I don't know if it's on purpose or they just got caught up in a moment Or they told a lie 20 years ago and now they can't back I I don't know If they served, they served If they didn't, then they're a liar. It's as simple as that. And I don't know that you dismiss everything that somebody says because they lied about something in their past. Do you shoot the messenger if you don't like the message? Or do you take the message and take the messenger with a grain of salt? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I will tell you I found the thing unsettling. I found the the process to be challenging, but I'm not afraid of a challenge. I'm not afraid to give somebody the opportunity to speak for themselves and let their story be heard. As Fox News used to say back in the day, we report, you decide. That's exactly how I tried to handle it. And. I know there are people that are concerned. They're curious of what played out and what's real, what's not. I don't know. But what I can tell you is almost with no certainty in my world whatsoever, if the government says A, it probably is not A. They don't tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. They have a long history and track record of abusing the truth and abusing our trust. And if you doubt me, you haven't been paying attention since, well, at least since September 11th. And with that, that is the end of this special report. I'll be back on Monday and look forward to having another exciting week of According to Cowboys. Thank you. Good night.